Hi, my name is Vicki Cater, and I'm the District Superintendent of the Northwest District of the North Alabama Conference, and I will be sharing with you this week from the Liturgy of the Passion, Matthew's Gospel, chapter 27, verses 11 through 14. Hear now God's Word from Matthew. Jesus was brought before the governor. The governor said, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus replied, That's what you say. But he didn't answer when the chief priest and elders accused him. Then Pilate said, Don't you hear the testimony they bring against you? But he didn't answer, not even a single word. So the governor was greatly amazed. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading and hearing of his word. Before we get into our text for today, I wanted us to look briefly at Jesus' journey to Jerusalem and the cross. In Matthew's gospel, we have read multiple encounters that Jesus had with the Pharisees and the Sadducees. There have been times of teaching and preaching and healings. We have followed Jesus' instructions to the disciples. We heard Jesus declare the greatest commandment. You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your being, and with all your mind. And his second most important commandment, you must love your neighbor as you love yourself. We followed carefully Judas' betrayal, sometimes sidestepping our own guilt in doing the same thing. We were there for Jesus' arrest and Peter's denial, again facing our own guilt when we deny Christ. We see Jesus' appearance before Caiaphas, the high priest, where we will note here Jesus' silence. And I want to stop right here a minute because this issue of Jesus' silence has really struck me. Now, I am not one who necessarily embraces silence. I did do a silent retreat one time, and while it was beneficial, it was not really something I enjoyed. That in itself is interesting because I am an introvert by nature. In a room full of people, my inward voice says, sit down, be quiet, and don't talk. But there are times like when I step into the pulpit to bring God's Word to a congregation, or when I'm in one-on-one conversation about Jesus. And sometimes, even when I'm in disagreement with someone, I talk. My husband would say that I love to argue, but I would have to disagree with that. But back to the issue at hand, Jesus' silence. Matthew's gospel here in chapter 27, beginning with verse 11, has Jesus' appearance before Pilate, the governor of Judea. Here stands Jesus, the Lord of life and glory, the judge of both the quick and the dead, yet he remains silent. When Jesus was before Caiaphas, the high priest, he was silent then as well in the face of all of the testimonies against him. Yet when commanded to answer whether or not he was the Christ, God's Son, 
His response was, you said it. Now before Pilate, again, Jesus is silent. Except when Pilate said, are you the king of the Jews? Jesus replied, that's what you say. Two different statements that basically say, well, of course I am. But then, silence. Both times, they were statements as to who Jesus was. Affirmations. In this answer lies the only hope of salvation for Pilate. For his accusers. For all of us. But when asked what he has to say for himself, silence. The voices of the accusers grow louder and louder, and the louder they grow, the more silent Jesus grows. Have you ever tried to quiet the loudness of a crowd? Or perhaps a loud youth group? Crowd mentality takes over, and that is hard, if not impossible, to turn back. The accusers did not necessarily have the same hatred and bad intentions as the high priest or even Pilate. But when emotions are stirred up and emotions run high, nothing else matters or will make sense. We see a lot of this happening in these days and times. It's hard to be neutral. Dr. Reverend Veronis Miles, Associate Professor of Preaching at Wesley Theological Seminary in Washington, D.C., says this, Those who orchestrated Jesus' death were so preoccupied with power and fearful of change that they missed the possibility of a world in which love and compassion could become a reality. I think it's important to pay attention to the silence of Jesus. He knew who he was, the Son of God, and he has nothing to defend or prove. He was sent to earth by his Father God with a purpose and a mission, and nothing that anyone other than his Father in heaven could change or alter that. In the words of Philippians 2, 5, adopt the attitude that was in Christ Jesus. In the midst of accusations, emotions, and discord, remember Jesus' response. He knew his Father's will. We too know that same will. He knew that in his confidence in God alone, that his silence said far more than any words he could utter. I pray that may be so with me, with each of us. Let us pray. Father God, thank you once again for this beautiful example of your son, Jesus Christ. Thank you for the way that he reacted to the world around him, even when their anger was pointed directly at him, Lord. He chose the response of silence. 
May we too, when encountering the anger of others, remember Christ's response. And may we be that as well. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.